to define osteoporosis, it's essentially a disease that weakens your bones. So either it's caused by your body not making enough bone or losing too much bone, which then causes them to be weak and then have a very high risk for fracture. So, so you yeah. don't need like a specialist right out of the gate to talk osteoporosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Primary I can't even care. say it. I might need a doctor for that. <laughs> <laughs> I need some vitamin D to say it. <laughs> All right, it's time for another edition of Valley Health Check with Horizon Health. And of course, this time we're going to talk, I believe, about osteoporosis. And to kick us off and get things going, always a pleasure, Erin Frank. Erin, how are you? Hi, Kevin. Thanks for having us. Well, I'm anxious to learn a little bit today because I know nothing about this. Same. (laughs) Really? So we're (laughs) going to be... Right? It's going to be a good one. We're going to be good students today. Yes. Yes. Very good. Um, Today, I have with me Casey Rogers. She's a family nurse practitioner at the new um, Sycamore Pain and Wellness Group we have out on Route 46 in Terry Hope. It's good to have you here. How are you doing this morning? Thank you. I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Thank you for uh, being a part of this. And I guess we've already let the cat out of the bag. We're going to talk a little bit about osteoporosis. And I guess the most logical first question, what is it? So to define osteoporosis, it's essentially a disease that weakens your bones. So either it's caused by your body not making enough bone or losing too much bone, which then causes them to be weak and then have a very high risk for fracture. I, I kind of thought it was about bones, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> Is that weird? Gold star. <laughs> Gold star. <laughs> yeah. How prevalent is it? I mean, do you, uh, obviously, uh, since we're talking about it, it's something that, that uh, people deal with. And I, I don't know if the correct way is suffer from it. Is yeah, that a good way to put it, it? It is. It is. 10 million Americans actually are diagnosed or have osteoporosis, suffer from osteoporosis yearly. Two million of those roughly will break a bone due to osteoporosis. It's more prevalent in women than men. So about one in two women are diagnosed with osteoporosis. That's one in four men. Mm-hmm. What yeah. is there a reason for the between the genders? Is it maybe because a male body is more bigger boned? Yeah. Is that it, <laughs> made, made no. tougher? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Rough and ready. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, there's a lot of things that play into it as far as risk factors, a lot of non what we call non modifiable. So ones that we can't control, which have a lot to do with the female body, hormonal issues, Mm -hmm. just being more fragile and smaller bone to begin with, yes. But a lot of risk factors that play into the reason why it's more prevalent in women than men. Is there a certain age? No. Honestly, uh, that's one thing that I always preach to my patients that it doesn't, osteoporosis doesn't discriminate. So it is more prevalent in the older population, but I've seen a lot of younger females diagnosed in their 30s with wow. osteoporosis. Okay. Yeah, so Especially in the younger women, what's the diagnosis process look like? Like what makes them even sort of begin to investigate that? A lot of times it's a fracture. Really? So the, the younger ones typically will present with like a, a wrist or a radius fracture. You know, they fall, whether it's they fall in their kitchen or fall outside, fracture their wrist. And then usually, hopefully at that point, it's investigated, you know, why did you break your wrist? We we shouldn't expect that we fall and break a bone. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I really am. I preach to my patients about, you know, falling is normal to an extent, but breaking a bone from a fall is not normal. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't expect that our bones would break. Our bones should be strong enough to sustain our body when we fall. This is very random. <laughs> there was a movie I saw that the actor in the movie, 
he had something with his bones where it was very, so fragile he couldn't hardly like do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very brittle. Yeah. Does mm-hmm. that have anything to do with the osteoporosis? Yeah. Probably. Say it right. I'm not a movie guru, so I <laughs> I will admit that. I'm <laughs> I don't know what it was called, but he literally was just a homebody uh-huh. because of this condition mm-hmm. with his bones. I mean, it would break if if just yeah, just a random. I didn't know if that was tied in with. Yeah, that. I'm I'm sure it was, and that's one of the saddest things about this disease. It is can be so debilitating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Mm-hmm. Now, does nationality or race does that come into play with this? Actually, yes. Yeah. So Caucasian race are more, it's more prominent Caucasian race. Than, well, thanks. For yeah, that. I know, I right? Know. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting, though. I mean, it, it, to to pinpoint it down to a nationality, a race, and even a gender. That, mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So, what about hereditary factors? Yeah, definitely it has a strong you know genetic component to it. So, you know, like we I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of risk factors that we quote can't control, and those are things like family history being just smaller in general, the female gender, age. So I could see a female that's maybe petite, uh, has family history of this, could have a rough go. Yeah, uh, honestly, yeah. You know, that's one of the first things I ask. Did your mom or your grandma or your aunt have a history of osteoporosis? And unfortunately, some are just like, well, yeah, but she was old. And and that's one thing that I think was some, you know, years ago, it, it was almost thought of that, oh, it just something happened. That's what happens to us when we get older, mm-hmm. but it's not a normal aging process. It, mm-hmm. you know, it is a disease yeah. and it's, there's not really anything normal about it. Well, and I think what I would have said, like my mom has osteoporosis mm-hmm. and I think my response would have been, well, yeah, my mom has osteoporosis, but what do you do about it? Yeah. You know, to me, it's one of those things where I think that age related or not, it historically hasn't been known, or at least I'm not aware of it. I wouldn't consider it commonplace knowledge that there was much you could do about it. Mm-hmm. The one caveat I guess I'm going to say to that is the actress that advertises the injections. Uh-huh. You yeah. know what yes. I mean? Yeah. Is, I is her the name commercial? Sally something? Sally? I, I think it's kind of ironically funny. I bring up a movie. She brings up a commercial. We can't think of who the heck they are. <laughs> and I am no help in that category. <laughs> this is a bad story. This is a bad story. But, but I know what you're talking about. But she advertises a an injection that is I guess upon early diagnosis or something are there more of those type of treatments available to us now and are they worthwhile they are you know when you think about how osteoporosis works or how the disease process is I always kind of try to explain it to my patients it's you know our bones constantly do something that we call remodeling so it's kind of just like when you remodel a bathroom in your house you get rid of old things and you put new things in and our bones constantly do that every single day and the cells sometimes that are like quote demo cells that get rid of the old bone work a lot harder than the cells creating new bone and so that's when we get that big gap where we can get very fragile bone so a lot of the medication is geared towards either slowing down the demo cells or the cells that kind of clean up old bone or increasing production of new builder cells. So super helpful analogy. Are there like wellness screenings? What's the standard care other than what we've talked about so Mm -hmm. far? You've been diagnosed. Mm -hmm. What's the next step usually with that patient? So usually any women or male of over the age of 50 that has fractured a bone should have a bone density test. Otherwise, you know, any 
any female over the age of 65 or any male over the age of 70 should be incorporated into their like wellness visits. Okay. Every two years is what we recommend as far as getting that DEXA screen, which is that test that really visualizes our bones and kind of compares it and tells us how strong or weak our bones are. So it's usually every two years mm-hmm. um, after those specific ages. What about things you can do that aren't necessarily prescriptive? When you talk about bone health, I'm immediately like, oh God, drink your milk. I yeah. Know, I did like, too. is that, <laughs> I got to drink my milk, but then I'm going to need vitamin D mm-hmm. to help the calcium do its job. But I'm lactose yeah. intolerant. Yeah, like, right. And, yeah. And is that still a thing? Mm-hmm. And, you know, value in it value not in it, getting it from certain foods is good enough, need to be supplementing. I mean, what about all that stuff? No, the supplements are huge, but our skeleton is too complex to rely just on vitamin D or calcium alone. Okay. So physical activity is so important and a healthy diet. You know, fruits and vegetables have so much calcium in them. Um, and actually, as we age, they are more basic. Our, our body becomes more acidic as we age. And so the fruits and vegetables kind of help balance that out so that our body can absorb more of the nutrients. Eat Mm -hmm. your veggies. Eat your veggies, yes, yes. Interesting. Yeah, so, but vitamin D and calcium supplements are most of the time very appropriate. Just depends. I mean, some patients, unfortunately, can't have them for whatever reason, but yeah. Mm -hmm. And is that it? Or is there something else that needs to be added into that combo platter? No, typically not. You know, vitamin D and calcium supplements, healthy, you know, diet. And then if your disease process is advanced enough, we get medication on board. So, Erin, you you brought up that question because there are things you can do. I think you have people who are like, we all have those friends who are, grown adults and are still going, no, no, not a vegetable, not a vegetable, you know? So what about, is, is there a way to sort of neutralize those people? And I guess what I'm asking is I'm not going to get them to eat any more vegetables tomorrow than they are today, Mm -hmm. but can I get them to maybe quit eating some things that are causing damage? Are there, are there those foods that are actually harmful? Like fried foods or greasy foods? Soda. I mean, high sodium. The empty calories, what we like to call them. Yeah. They're not doing anything you know we should eat to fuel our body Mm -hmm. um you know and not necessarily that there's foods that are going to be detrimental to our bones or cause damage to our bones but just our overall health you know yeah okay if you're eating like junk you're going to feel like junk and then you're not going to move you're going to be inactive which is another controllable risk factor for this disease you know so yeah um just even cleaning up their eating eating less saturated fats eating less you know this processed food now are there any symptoms i know that sounds crazy but is there something that people it's like, you know, this isn't right. I mean, can you find out you have this without breaking a bone? You can, um, but unfortunately, that's not common. Okay. Uh, it's I just a silent, so, you know, such a silent disease. And that's why okay. it can be so debilitating for a lot of people is they don't know they have it until they fall and break a hip or fracture a vertebrae in their back, which is one of the most common fractures from this disease. So I could imagine someone having numerous breaks, mm-hmm. uh, raising concern to a medical professional going, okay, we got to. Yeah. Why are your bones breaking? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's sort of an interesting question. I feel like I need to take back to my mom because she's not she's not quite screening age. Right. She hasn't broken a bone. Like, how did she, I wonder, even come to have diagnosis? If there are some of these drugs now on the market that you can take, prescription-type things that you can take to help prevent further loss or further damage, then how do you know if you need to be on that regimen, I yeah. guess? Yeah, it's hard. You know, I mean, unfortunately, I think hopefully in the future there will be a day when we can screen those patients before they break a bone or before they're 50 or before they're even 65, you know.
know, but this, it's not just common for us to pray. But like I said, hopefully someday it will be more common for us to do that. But there's, you know, diseases, other, you know, illnesses and diseases that increase our risk too, mm-hmm. you know, like not necessarily that the disease process in itself, but the medications that are used yeah. to treat those diseases, you know, rheumatoid arthritis, pulmonary or respiratory problems. A lot of those patients are treated with steroids, which are right. very, very damaging to our bones and, okay, but, you know, appropriate in those. Now, do you think it would be normal for a person, let's say they've noticed some breaks, mm-hmm. but yet that medical professional hasn't brought this up to them. Mm-hmm. Is that normal for them to bring, for you to bring that up to your medical professional, even your doctor? Absolutely. Yeah. And then you could kind of start the bowl rolling to see if maybe you're on that end of the spectrum. Sure. Absolutely. You know, just kind of like our colonoscopies, our mammograms and all those that are kind of part of screenings, you know, whether we have a family history of, you know, colon cancer or illnesses or it's definitely something that you can, you're more you can than discuss. welcome. Yeah, absolutely. So you yeah. don't need like a specialist right out of the gate to talk osteoporosis. No, yeah, yeah. Primary I can't even care. Say it. I'm going to need a doctor for that. <laughs> <laughs> I need some vitamin D to say it. <laughs> Now, let's say if there's a person that thinks they may have this, mm-hmm. they break numerous bones, but they are ignoring it. Mm-hmm. Is there going to be any problems later in life because they did ignore it? They're just going to be, I mean, I can only imagine after numerous breaks and not realizing that there's some things you can do mm-hmm. and you just ignore it. I mean, yeah. would it be really bad as they get older? It can be, yeah. It's a progressive, it gets progressive. So, you know, if it's not treated, it can, can it's going to continue to get worse. But Just like anything, and, really, Yeah, and, you know, unfortunately, any female over the age of 60, if they fall and break their hip, their life expectancy beyond a year is very, wow, very low. Really, so it's, well, that's it's really sad. Yeah, yeah, you know, so, I mean, if you think about what could happen because of this, it, it truly can be death. It's not It's not a death sentence, but no, it could but definitely. No, but if you don't yeah. take care of it and get that information and go see your doctor, mm-hmm. that's, that's you got to do that. Mm-hmm. So it sounds almost like this is something be, we should be sort of proactive about, mm-hmm. yep. you know, understanding that there is bone deterioration that's going to happen naturally as we age mm-hmm. and, you know, to keep it from escalating or keep it from becoming osteoporosis or whatever we need to be doing those core things Mm -hmm. of making sure we're having that the supplements as appropriate and then the balanced diet and activity Mm -hmm. Um, activity. which you know kevin we make this joke every podcast we do that dang diet thing stinking nutrition (laughs) every time so kids the importance of vegetables it extends beyond anything you can imagine so eat your vegetables yeah strong adult skeleton starts in childhood really does so having a healthy diet physical activity. Oh boy. That's something that make our mom ears ring, right? I just think of, you know, you, even when you make this great meal, you know, you don't always make your kids eat it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, because their palates are different and because yes. it's dinner and you're tired and, yeah. you know, for all you the don't different reasons, fight fight you don't always make your kids eat it. So that's something that rings true too. Not just with, I'm getting old and I'm an adult and I need to suck it up and, and do what I'm supposed to do, but also the importance importance of, you know, kind of bringing your kids on board with that too mm-hmm. is like so you just change up. It's like eat your vegetables. Aaron and Casey said so. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. We'll make t-shirts. You can blame it on us. <laughs> bumper stickers will do. Bumper stickers. It'll <laughs> be a thing. Yeah. 
All is not lost. All is not lost. A lot of great stuff on osteoporosis. Casey, thank you so much for, for talking about this. And, and I know <laughs> we learned some stuff here, Erin, didn't Absolutely. we? Absolutely, yeah. That is awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time to discuss this with us. Absolutely, thank you. This is just one of many podcasts that you can browse through and check out. It's called Valley Health Check. You can also go to myhorizonhealth.org, get some information that way as well. Casey, Erin, uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. 